Hey everyone, welcome to Eating God's Way. I am so excited to share this podcast with you because I'm confident that it will be life-changing. Before we get started, I'll introduce myself, explain the beginnings of Eating God's Way, and pray. So, a little bit about me. I am a licensed, registered dietitian nutritionist, and my career as a dietitian has only been in school nutrition. I started out in Greensboro working for the Guilford County School System, and then later um, I moved to the Ashboro area and where I'm currently working for the Randolph County School System. And actually, I know that working in school nutrition is the purpose that the Lord has blessed me with right now because um, one day I was talking to God and I asked Him if I am serving Him the way He wants me to serve Him and how else can I serve you. And the very next day, I was on my way to a school to help them because they were short-staffed. And the Lord told me, you serve them. And so um, I just know that my purpose is to not just uh, serve children, but also to serve those ladies and some gentlemen who work really hard to feed those children. And just a little bit about my family. I have been married since um, December of 2016. And we have a little boy who is five and a new baby girl who is three months old. So how did Eating God's Way come about? So several years ago, my husband and I attended a Bible study at our church um, that followed a book that was written by Ken Ham. And it was about science in the Bible. And um, if you don't know who Ken Ham is, um, he is a biblical apologist, and he founded the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark uh, Encounter, a replica, in that both of those are located in Kentucky. Um, but anyways, um, it was during the study that I had this moment of wisdom from the Lord. It was like this enlightenment, like kind of like a light bulb that came on over top of my head, and I realized that everything that I had learned um, and while I was studying nutrition in school, um, all the textbooks I had read, the research articles, the lectures I heard, all of it was already in the Bible. And so I was just mind blown. And, and that's just kind of how Eating God's Way got started. And then a couple years, uh, a couple years ago, um, I ended up developing Eating God's Way into a study and I shared it with a small group of people at my church. And uh, just a side note, if you are in the Greensboro area and you don't have a church to go to, definitely let me know. We'll see if you can plug into Calvary Church. That's the church that I go to, and I really love it. Um, and even if you're not in the Greensboro area and you need a church to plug into, just let me know. We have a great online platform platform as well. Um, but recently, I have felt like, you know, the Lord has really kind of been speaking with me about sharing Eating God's Way um, in a podcast because there have been many times where I want to share it with somebody, but I can't because there's just so much information and I don't have enough time to share it all. So I want to be able to share it with my friends. Um, I've, I haven't even really told my family about eating God's way. So this is a great way for me to share it with them. I want to share it with my coworkers. And there's been times where I've been talking to somebody I don't even know, and I want to share it with them. Um, like just the other day, I took Max, my son, to the dentist, and uh, Miss Taylor was cleaning his teeth. And 
how she was eating came up and I kind of started sharing eating God's way with her and I realized I was like you know what I really need to start um, recording eating God's way on a podcast um, so that I can share it so shout out to Miss Taylor um, I know that she's going to listen and I hope that what I share is going to be really helpful to her and I just want to uh, say thank you for um, the support I've received from my husband Brittany and Levi Fisher and Pastor Scott let's pray Lord, thank you for putting all the answers to life in the Bible, even the way we eat. Help me to explain this wisdom you have blessed me with and use it for your glory. Help listeners to understand eating God's way and show them how to apply it to their life. And Lord, use eating God's way to bless listeners with improved health. Amen. Let's get started. After God created the heavens, the earth, and all the things that fill the earth, such as water, plants, trees, and animals, etc., he created humans, and he told them to eat plants. So that would be fruits, vegetables, and seeds. So let's see what scripture says. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, God says, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So, God created human beings in his own image. And then in Genesis chapter 1 verse 29, God says, Look, so he's talking to the humans or Adam and Eve. I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And then in Genesis chapter 2 verses 8 and 16, the author of Genesis further, further explains that God planted a garden and placed man in the garden and gave man permission to eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, <clears throat> again, God, when he created humans, he placed Adam and Eve in a garden. And then he told them to eat plants. He said, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And then he even said that of, um, I have given you permission to eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So basically they were allowed to eat from every tree, which was probably a bunch of trees except for one. It was kind of like a buffet of plants that they were eating. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve um, didn't listen to God, and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so then sin entered the, entered the world. And so right away, Adam and Eve experienced spiritual death because God banished them from the garden, and God was with them in the garden. So when he banished them, they no longer had that very close relationship with God anymore. But there was also physical death that came into the world, and so that brings me to my next point. So in Genesis 5, there's this list of the descendants of Adam and how many years those descendants lived. So if you've never been there, definitely take a look. It's really cool to see that long list. Definitely not a chapter you would read, um, but it's a great reference. So I just pulled some names that I know how to pronounce. <laughs> um, so here's some examples. Adam lived to be 930 years old. Seth lived to be 912 years old. 
Kenan lived to be 910 years old, and Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. So, for nearly 1,000 years, these people were only eating plants. So, there's more to this, because there's an order that is seen in Genesis. So, next point. After the flood, God gave human permission to eat meat in addition to plants. So we all know the story about Noah and his ark. A lot of us is, a lot of us have heard it when we were kids. In Genesis chapter 6, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness and saw that everything was totally evil. So God used floodwaters to destroy all life on earth, except for Noah and his family, some kind of animals, male and female, and some food. So remember in Genesis 1.29, God gave humans every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for their food. So therefore, we can draw a conclusion here that makes sense. Noah and his family stored up plants to eat on the ark. It would not make sense for Noah and his family to eat the animals on the ark because later those animals were released from the ark to reproduce and be fruitful and multiply. And we see that in Genesis chapter 9. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 17, God said everything on earth will perish during the flood. So that means that when Noah and his family came off of the boat, there probably weren't any plants to eat at all. So God graciously said in Genesis chapter 9 verses 2 through, two through 3, all the animals of the earth all the birds of the air, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. So it wasn't until after the flood that God gave humans permission to eat meat. So then in Genesis chapter 11, just like we saw in Genesis chapter 5, there's another list of descendants and how many years they lived after the flood. And this list of descendants is from Shem, or Noah's son. So some examples, again, easy names I can pronounce. Shem lived to be 600 years. Shelah lived to be 433 years. And Nahor lived to be 148 years. So the life expectancy dropped when meat was introduced in the diet, and they were also eating less plants. So we see this correlation of high life expectancy and a plant-based diet in the Bible. Well, funny thing is, it's also seen in science today. I do need to point out that correlation does not always mean causation. And an example of this would be that Noah and his family, when they came off the boat, had to reproduce within the family. So genetically, um, there could have been some problems there, and that could have decreased their life expectancy too. However, again, science, I have some science to share with you that backs up what scripture says in regards to nutrition. So let's look at that. The CDC states that the three of the that three of the top ten leading causes of death in the United States are heart disease, cancer, and type two diabetes. All of those are related to poor nutrition and low fruit and vegetable consumption. 
And then the 2021 dietary guidelines, which are um, produced every five years, so the most recent ones in 2021, states that 90%, y'all, 90%, that's like almost everyone, of the U.S. population does not eat the recommended two and a half cups of vegetables daily and 80%, so again, almost everyone of the U.S. population does not eat the recommended two cups of fruit daily. So, most of the U.S. population is not eating enough fruits and vegetables, and they are dying from nutrition-related diseases or conditions. Type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and cancer. And when I say cardiovascular disease, I'm referring to conditions of the heart, and the most common one is high blood pressure. Listen to these conclusions from some research articles. There is a general consensus that the elements of a whole foods plant-based diet, legumes, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and nuts, with limited or no intake of refined foods and animal products, are highly beneficial for preventing and treating type 2, type 2 diabetes. Next quote. Adoption of a plant-based diet provides robust benefits against a multitude of cancers while presenting virtually no threat of unwanted side effects. Besides offering protection against cancers, a plant-based diet has also been shown to be protective against other Western chronic diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. Last quote. Diets higher in plant foods and lower in animal foods were associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular morbidity and mortality in a general population. I do want to point out that I am not saying you should not eat meat, because God said that we could eat meat. However, what I'm saying is that we need to focus on eating more fruits and vegetables. Now I'm going to wrap up. So, as I said before, God created us to eat plants. He placed Adam and Eve in a garden. He told them to eat plants, and he even said that they could eat from every tree in the garden except for that one. So they could eat an unlimited amount of fruits and vegetables. I also said that science backs up scripture. So we see that in the Bible, a long lifespan was related to or correlated to eating a plant-based diet and that is what we also see in science today. So are you consuming five or more plants in a day? Some examples of how five or more looks would be an apple with some almond butter or some peanut butter, a sweet potato, a salad topped with some cashews, a handful of carrots, a scoop of beans, and one of my favorites blue corn tortilla chips with some salsa. And there's many other ways um, that you can consume five or more fruits or vegetables in a day. I do also need to point out that if you have conditions such as type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, food allergies, gastrointestinal related diseases such as Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis or kidney disease, um, you are not able to eat um, all kinds of fruits and vegetables. So if you have any questions or concerns about that, please um, reach out to me for help. But God commanded man to freely eat from every tree in the garden except for one. 
So are you freely eating God's way? Maybe you aren't freely eating God's way because you are on a diet that eliminates some plants. In the next episode, I will address dieting. Or maybe you've just been unaware and the scriptures I've shared with you today have encouraged you to consume more uh, fruits and vegetables. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact me by email or on Facebook, um, Eating God's Way with Aubrey. Thank you for listening.